This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Welcome everyone to Holocron History, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. I am one of your hosts, Bennett Tamaria, and you might be wondering, is like, well, this is weird. Ben's doing the the intro. Where, where, where's Austin? Well, Austin is taking this week off. Um, he wasn't feeling too well, so uh, he will be back next week. But today, I am joined by my guest host, who you might know if you listen to my Final Fantasy lore cast. Uh, which is my awesome host from there, Stephen. Yo, what's up? I'm so excited. I asked last week subtly to talk about Star Wars with you soon. And look at that. It, the right there. Worked it out. <laughs> right the there. Got Star Wars. And now I get to do it. Hey, and I mean, you, you're with me on Final Fantasy and with Trey, and we have a bunch of fun there. And now we get to nerd about Star Wars. Yeah. On a Star Wars podcast, not on another podcast. Yes, my first true love. I was very excited to come on here. And uh, before we really get into today's topic, um, we do have awesome news to share. So it was been officially confirmed today that John Favreau is yes. directing a Mandalorian and Grogu film that will come to theaters. And what everybody is even more pumped to hear, Ahsoka's getting a season two. Yes. And I am so happy that's getting the second season instead of them going straight into the film of like Heir to the Empire and everybody's like, well, there's still story to be had. And yeah, we're, we're going to get that story in season two of Ahsoka, which I'm super pumped for. So yeah. uh, Rebel season six. I wonder how many movies they're going to do. <laughs> Um, you were right. Uh, I don't. It's. I wonder how many movies they're gonna do before they do the full, whatever it's, it's the like the air, Well, no, it's it's titled it's Heir to the Empire, which is um it's named after one of the, the books with Thrones. Hmm? Filoni. Yep. Not right. the Mando Grogu one. That that one's just announced. The the his original film that was announced earlier last year. Uh, is is titled Heir to the Empire, which is a nod to the Heir to the Empire book uh, featuring Thrawn as a major threat. Right. And obviously, if you go and watch uh, so, Ahsoka, Thrawn's in it. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Right, spoiler. <laughs> if you didn't watch the trailer, I don't, I'm don't. i sorry. all the trailers, but yeah. <laughs> but so are they going to do that instead of the next season? So they're doing a movie instead? So, Heir to the Empire is going to be the film that ties up the entire. Yeah, no, no. The, or are you the talking Mando, about the Mando Grogu? We, I don't know. I was, ju- I just saw the announcement today. I don't know if they have as much info since it was just announced, um, and it's in pre-production. Yeah. But I do know the actress who play or who voice and plays Bo Katan did confirm Mando. She is not like going to be come like the mandalorian in the show quote unquote uh but mando is the mandalorian like he will forever be the mandalorian in the show 
Right. Well, yeah. Oh, sense. yeah. That's true. Uh, Kodojo does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, season four of Mandalorian is written. Like it, it's on its way. Uh, before oh, we'll get good. the film. Oh yeah. I kind of want to. Oh, it's before the film. Uh, well, we don't know. We don't know when the film will drop yet. I'm assuming at least a couple more years because it was just announced. At least four to five years. At least, yeah. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's, hey, there's awesome news. I I was completely taken aback, and I was like, that's great. Um, also, I completely forgot Tales of the Jedi is getting in a second season this year. Yes, um, that was honestly my Completely forgot show. about that. That was that was my favorite. I know everybody loved Andor and um, mm-hmm. Andor oh, is Ahsoka still awesome. Andor is still going to get its second season. It was delayed, but the at one is still planning to have a second season. And then um, other Star Wars stuff. We're we're on track this now since we're in twenty twenty four. Outlaws is due to come out sometime this year. Hopefully, yeah. I I don't take games at a grain of salt until I see an actual trailer with release date. But I digress. True. But yeah, we'll uh, enough of the like awesome news we have because Star Wars is great and Star Wars is amazing. Um, we are going into today's topic, which is none other. We are like last week's episode. We did the Legends history of Nar Shadda. This week we are going over the canonical history of Nar Shadda. And uh, Stephen, didn't you have something to say before we really get into this? I was going to say I'm not an expert. Um, I have never even heard of this. Uh, planet that's that's just what i'm i'm a fan i'm not an expert i'm excited to learn about it there you have it everybody no he doesn't know what the smuggler's moon is i have no idea (laughs) i'm excited so um other than that let's get right into it so as i said uh narshida is nicknamed the smuggler's moon uh was a notorious moon uh, of the planet of nalhada homeworld of the hut species it was home for a large criminal underworld dominated by bounty hunters and hut crime lords. A ecumen populace, the entire surface of the Nershadal was covered in urban sprawl. In the home world of Paladuvian bounty hunter Aurora Singh and the Zabrak Jedi Master Kenth Koth and the Jagorian slaver Azamorgan. The worst voice in all of Star Wars. What? Look at, you don't remember him? He was. The oh God! Him. Yes, he's yeah. in Clone Wars and Ra- oh no, he's in Rebels specifically. Rebels, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He is. Um, if anybody, um, he is the rival of, uh, Hondo Onaka. Quote, basically, he's guy. he's essentially the rival of Hondo. He's he's always you all like when you see Hondo in an episode, expect to see this guy. Like sooner rather than later, yeah. Because Hondo likes to screw him over on a regular basis. Does a good job of it, yeah. Yes. Now speaking of Hondo, did you get to ride uh, the Smuggler's Run at? Oh, you didn't. I think you could do a single ride in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that breaks my heart. I I did get to see the Kylo Ren show, but oh, okay. You saw Kylo. Okay. Did you get stopped? Did you stop by uh, Stormtroopers? any chance no, any? no? Oh, okay i will tell you from personal experience it is hilarious and so downright like kind of like embarrassing getting stopped by them because <laughs> yeah i was um, terrified that they were gonna me 
me and my friend that went down this uh, this past year, I, I mean, we were down there for a week, so we were stopped at least probably five or six times. Uh, yeah, I imagine if you... <laughs> they didn't they, like they're me. They're moving around. They're moving around. But we, like, this is also, we were so sick. Me and my daughter were, like, deathbed sick. And so we were just kind of enjoying the show. We are like, let's not participate because we are not well. All right. Well, I won't spoil the smugglers run then for you since you have weren't able to go on it. But yeah, it, next it's time great. I'll wait two hours. It's, just get there early enough. You you'll get in smugglers run. I, I only waited like forty minutes when I got on. Sometimes oh. only less less than thirty. You must have gone on a good time. I went Christmas week, so that would be why. Yeah, <laughs> that it's would be me. why. So uh, Nar Shaddaa was the largest moon of the planet Nalhada, which was. Uh, located in the hut space re- uh, region of the Outer Rim Territories, Nico Mentopolis, uh, its surface was covered entirely in urban sprawl. Uh, its city lights were visible from space. The capital of the Narshada was Huda Town and was made up of huge tower blocks with a patchwork of shanty town structures called Sky Slums, filling every available space between the lo- towers. Just, just think of living somewhere where it's called, hey, you live in the Sky Slums. <laughs> and there's giant slugs ruling over you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of huts. I mean, granted, so, I don't know anybody who is. Other than the little one that was in uh, Clone Wars. I forget his name right now. Jabba's son? No, 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 no. No, in Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, boy. He was in the... Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Test test. I, to... I know. He was great. <laughs> he also yeah, I can't had remember the top of my head. Maybe somebody in the chat. Um, but it is ruled by uh Gracchus the Hut. Other settlements include Wormstew Town and the Carillion Sector. Some unknown places are in Arshadah, including the Palace of Gracchus the Hut, uh, which hosted a gladiatorial arena, a CD bar owned by an unscrupulous Zabrak bartender. And Wormstew Town Hospital. What's better, Sky Slums or Wormstew Town? Oh God, I don't. I I wouldn't <laughs> want to live in either Wormstew. <laughs> I would rather live in the Sky Slums than Wormstew. Wormstew just sounds terrible. Yeah, you at least got Sky in Sky Slums, <laughs> right? Wormstew, yum. <laughs> yeah, yum. Mm-hmm. So, um, now to go into Narshada society and their culture. Uh, so by the time of the Galactic Civil War, Narshada had a reputation as a haven for pirates and outlaws. Seen as a negative version of the Ecumenopolis uh, Coruscant, Narshada was known for being populated and possibly one of the most dangerous places in the galaxy as its inhabitants embraced almost every sort of illegal activity with almost no interference from law enforcement or officials of any galactic government. The Rebel Alliance considered the moon so dangerous that they regarded even sending a covert team there as suicide. Which makes sense. Because the Rebels would have bounties on their head, and if you send a covert team there, and if some bounty hunter even gets a whiff of Rebels, you know for a fact they are going to be on you like a hawk. Yes. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Not a great place. No. I was thinking um, that it was like the anti-Coruscant whenever you were describing it. So that 
that makes sense. Yep. The whole Absolutely. Buildings. Yep. But gross. But gross, yes. Because huts. Yeah. Yeah. It's leaving their snail trails everywhere. <laughs> it this... would be would be a cool place for what is the game that's called Outlaws? Is that is that yeah? The game so uh, that's actually thank you for reminding me. So Outlaws is set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So it's in between episodes five and six. Now, very likely see it. More than likely, we probably will go to Tatooine or not Tatooine. Um, we'll definitely Nar go Shada. to Tatooine. We'll definitely go to Tatooine <laughs> in that game. Um, I can't remember if we were on. I can't remember if the lot the gameplay trailer if it was Tatooine or a different planet. I can't remember on the top of my head. I would have to go back and rewatch the uh, first game tra- gameplay trailer. It's always Tatooine. If it's Star Wars, just assume you're going to Tatooine. Right. If there's a lot of sand, just it's either Tatooine yeah. or Jakku. It's one of the two, or well, some yeah, random other dust ball. Um, <laughs> but. Uh yeah, uh, more than likely we probably will go to Narshada and Outlaws. I would be, it would be a very big miss if they did not go to uh, Narshada. Yeah. And it was confirmed you do get to go to multiple like it's an open world, multiple planets, and everything in this in Outlaws. So mm. I've Super. been told this before hmm. <laughs> by by other games. Fair point. That's <laughs> fair. Um, Go, going in with low expectations. It's Star Wars. I I, I have hopes. Okay. So uh, the Hut Clan controlled Narshada, but maintained only the lightest sl- touch of governing the residents, ensuring only that they got a cut from the deal or transaction on the moon. The majority of beings on the moon understood that staying on the good side of the Huts was essential for surviving Narshada, although it's far from guaranteed safety. Unofficially, the different territories on the moon were divided between various hut crime lords as well as other criminals, cartels, or gangs. The huts of Nalhutta conducted almost all of their off-world dealings on Narshada, meaning there were very few visitors on the planet itself. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd rather go to Narshada than go to Nalhutta. Yeah, probably so. And then gangs of droids also roam the streets of uh, Narshada, uh, associating the other droids such as C-3PO for scrap metal. Some forms of entertainment on Narshada include bars and the arena uh, run by Grekus the Hutt, which pitted Wookiees, Lizardmen, quote-unquote, pirates, and other prisoners against various wild beasts. What is it? They know what lizard. I know it's literally it's Trandoshans. I don't yeah. know why they say lizardmen in quote unquotes when I looked up the research, but it's Trandoshans. Yeah, because wow. Transoceans and Wookies despise each other with a burning passion and will kill each other on sight. That makes sense. The so big hairy the lizard. Yeah, the um, lizards just don't like giant Bigfoot Wookies in space. Right. So that reminds me of the the uh Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> well that too. But that's that's probably better. That's better. I was gonna say Book of Boba Fett where they had um what's his I I can't pronounce a single Wookiee's name right. But Oh uh, Krishanton? Yes. Him and then they had the other he was in the, the fighting pit, right? Or he was leading it. Mm. I didn't pay no, much. Krishanton attention. Was, well, Krishanton was a bounty hunter. Right. Disregard. 
No, yeah, but no, you're right. Uh, in the uh, bar scene, Christianton was in the bar, and a tradition comes up, and like Christianton literally rips his arm off. There you go. I think that was a tradition. Was it a tradition? He ripped a he ripped an arm off. I remember that. I watched it one time, and that was enough for me. It's been a while since I watched Boba. But um, now we actually get into the history of Narshada. So in the Galactic Republic, so this is Clone Wars and pre-Clone Wars. So at some point, uh, Jedi Master Crusatorn uh, participated in the Battle of Narshada. The Jedi's opponents in the battle, the Flame Wielders, greatly injured Crusatorn, and the Jedi Master fought on. Thus, Crusatorn's actions on Narshada were immoralized by the Jedi Order, with Dooku telling his Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn of the Master's actions. And then during the High Republic era, Nihil Tempest runner Lorna D knew a poisoner on Narshada who formulated a special nerve toxin for her. And if anybody wants to know, the High Republic era is the current novels um, that they're currently ca- uh, canon in the Star Wars universe. All the new recent novels are mainly High Republic. Anything with the High Republic logo. That's all new history being added to the Star Wars universe. And it's really good stuff because it, it's tying in a lot of stuff that we get don't have. Bef- like it, Everything it is is before. Um, it's hundreds of years before Phantom Menace. Right. Because usually all, what we had before that was just Sith and Revan. That's all we had. Well, not Sith in canon. In canon, well, no. we don't really have much. I mean, we have Revan by name alone. That's right. about it, and before and other than that, we have like Darth Bane, and we know that yeah. Darth Bane existed in his stuff, but very little, very little history was has been canonized prior to the prequel trilogy. They still have the Sith Empire in there, right? Like that was well, that the Sith, was yeah, the the, the it's in name alone, they, we don't know anything about the Sith Empire, but the Sith Empire did existed, right? But yeah, so Lorna D is a uh, Twi'lek. Uh, Nihil Tempest Runner and the Nihils are essentially pirates uh, literally terrorizing the Outer Rim and all that fun jazz and uh, yeah Lorna D is a complete jerk because I have to make this PG somehow <laughs> um, yeah uh, yeah not not a good person not a good person at all and I will say if you like Star Wars definitely give the high republic novels or even the comics a read because it's really cool stuff and like really cool things that we wished were canon are being canonized in these books like well, they're also making the show yes That's one of the shows and we do have uh star wars acolyte that will be coming out uh within the next either this year or next year yeah. um is slated and that is a high republic show and there is they actually confirmed there are going to be characters from the novels going to be in the show which i'm super excited for uh especially yep. one of the jedi i cannot remember her name on the top of my head um it's been a minute since i read the books but uh she configured her lightsaber into a light whip oh. so and so in star wars and you might have heard me say this on a previous episode you have like whips in star wars that are made out of energy but they only like they they function like a legitimate whip 
mm-hmm. where they won't cut like won't cut anything off. Where with the light whip, it's literally a lightsaber whip. Like it will cut everything in half. Sounds like the most dangerous. <laughs> and that's and they say this, they say and her master even says like be careful. This is literally the most dangerous configuration for a lightsaber because you have to have full concentration and control over where the whip is going to hit. Because it can yeah. easily come back at you and like kill yourself. That's pretty crazy how they get. I'm not going to get into the science. Yes, of Star Wars, thank but... you, Dojo. Vernestra Rowe. Um, yes, she is confirmed to be in um, Acolyte, which I am super excited for because I love her character. And yes, I also and also uh, Dojo says in the chat, I kind of want to see how the Sith are responding to the Nihil. Yes, I do want to see how that's going to work play out in Acolyte because Acolyte is focused on the dark side of the Force, hence the name Acolyte. So we kinda, yeah. we're going to start seeing how the Sith rose into power to then somehow get into control of the Republic. We see in the sequels, so we get to see all the beginning of that. So I have um, an idea. Fair. So um, back on Narshada. So prior to the invasion of Naboo, the Sith apprentice Darth Maul went to a bar on Narshada. There, he tried to get information on uh, Zev Zuris cartel's auction of Padawan Eldra Cadis. Maul, however, got into a brawl with the patrons. Though he was a Jedi, but he was soon aided by a group of bounty hunters led by Cad Bane. And oh, if yeah. you don't know who Cad Bane is, he is a really good, famous bounty hunter. Not good, but like he's a very famous bounty hunter. And he's been in multiple shows. He's been in uh, The that. Clone Wars, which is where he first got his start. And recently in The Book of Boba Fett, which a lot of people are like, oh my god, they actually brought him to live action. It's, he looks really good too. It, it's it's pretty crazy what they did with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh. He he's like he's. I want to say he's one of the very few few uh, Duro species we actually see on screen in a film. Um. We don't see many sure. t- too many Duros in film, and he's a very unique looking one as well. On top of that, and yeah. no, he's not dead. Just saying. <laughs> Every, like in spoiler, um, in Book of Boba, you, we see him like get shot down. Duros have multiple hearts. Just saying, he's not dead. It, listen, nobody's dead until you see them burning on the on the pyre in Star Wars, <laughs> right? <laughs> or explode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or yeah, well, we even either get uh, and they come back, cut in half by a lightsaber. Um, d- debatable on that one though, because Maul. Um, Right. Burned to death, uh, explode exploded. Palpatine or... came back from exploded. Well, yeah, but that's a whole, whole thing. <laughs> I don't want to open up that can. A, no, you don't. That's a whole <laughs> thing. We're not going to get into this episode because right now is actually a good time to take our mid break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the midbreak of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Star Wars. And here I want to thank all our patrons uh, supporting us. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And if you want to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash holocron histories 
and uh, get ad-free episodes and even get to join us on once a month on the end of the month of a show of a topic of your choosing of Star Wars topics of anything because there's just so much to talk about. Like uh, so, so much. No, no, we're not going there. <laughs> um, his return was ba- way better in Legends. And oh, wow. uh, we'll we, we stop that. <laughs> and you can also support us on Apple and Spotify. If you leave a five-star review on Apple with some words, we'll le- read it out loud the next time on the show. As well as a nice comment on Spotify on specific episodes, which we do have a Spotify comment this week. Uh, it is on our last week's episode of Narshadal for Legends uh, by Scarecrow255. Awesome. Finally. Uh, thank you for this episode. Keep up, and may the fork be with you. Get it? Because fork and force. Ha ha. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find us on a few different Discord servers as well. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, the Cup and Podcasts, uh, the Cups Podcasts and More Discord, and the Ben Friends Podcasting Discord. Um. And you can also find me on my shows at, um, trying to think all my shows, uh, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, the Wizard World Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast. And uh, you can find Steven, my guest host today, with me on the Final Fantasy Lorecast tomorrow, actually, when we record this live. And you can find Austin on his shows, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, and the Dragon Age Lorecast. And uh, all part of Robots Radio. Go check that out. And also go uh, get notified when we go live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Tamaria, where I stream these episodes live as well as my Final Fantasy and the Wizarding World Lorecast to where I am very close. I'm becoming Twitch affiliate. So go get notified. Go um, when I go live, go just even lurk. You can just lurk in the stream. That That's perfectly fine with me. As long as I get the views, that's all that matters. I just need an average of three views for an entire month. That's it. It's easy. Easy peasy. We got this. Right? Easy peasy. I'm halfway there. there so, um, other than that, I have nothing else to add in this mid-break. Do you have anything to add, Steven? Nope. Uh, go listen to the Final Fantasy podcast. Yeah. Could do that. And uh, stay tuned because we have a lot of awesome news from FF14 Fan Fest. Oh, boy. They, can't wait. <laughs> they added a lot of stuff. They announced so much stuff at this because oh. la- it's the last one they did before Dontrell drops. But if you want to hear more of that, go turn, tune in to the Final Fantasy lore cast. Yes. All right, we are back from the mid-break, and now we are going to go into more of Narshadal's history, and specifically with the Galactic Empire. So this is after the fall of the Republic. You know, the Galactic Civil Wars are going to go on and all that jazz. So, following the Great Jedi Purge, the Hutt Crime Lord, Gracchus, amassed a collection of Jedi relics, including holocrons, lightsabers, statues, and Jedi Starfighter at his palace in Huttatown. Gracchus also made a living forcing captured Wookiees, Trandoshans, and pirates to fight in his gladiatorial arena against various wild beasts, including the Rogwart Congo. Oh boy, I gotta see this. Which is essentially a... Giant Whoa. minotaur looking rancor thing. Yeah, it looks like a predator. 
it's like a minotaur predator thing oh my gosh that's cool and then uh, the slaves were trained by the animatic game master, an undercover imperial spy named Sergeant Creel, who monitored Grekus's Jedi collection because the Empire loves Jedi crap in general. And welcome, Lotus. What's up? Thank you for the view. Thank you. And um, during the Galactic Civil War in Zero ABY, Luke Skywalker and R2-D2 traveled to Nar Shaddaa seeking a means to enter the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. He visited a CD bar owned by Zabrak bartender who attempted to take his lightsaber and kill him. However, Skywalker's lightsaber was stolen by an alien thief who served as, who served the crime lord Gracchus. Because Gracchus loves Jedi stuff and Luke is so naive and not wary of his surroundings. Just in their the Skywalker blood to not hold on to their lightsabers. Just can't do it. Especially Luke. He never keeps hold of his lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, when especially when they go to CD bars, they just can't hold on to them. Right? Um, Star- Skywalker pursued the thief, but was captured by Gracchus, who forced him to take part in the gladiatorial combat. RTD2 alerted the Rebel Alliance, who dispatched Chewbacca and C-3O 3PO to rescue him. Gracchus intended the Force Skywalker to fight in the death, uh, to the death in his arena, and task uh, Game Master to with training him. Meanwhile, Chewbacca and C3PO f- traced Skywalker's footsteps, roughing up the questioning the Zabrak bartender and then his customers. The bartender revealed that Skywalker was a prison prisoner of Gracchus. Just imagine Chewbacca going to the bar. Intimidating and like threatening this Zabrak, and then beating the crap, living crap out of his entire bar. Ladies and uh, gents, how I will remind you: don't make a Wookiee mad. (laughs) Don't make (laughs) because they will just tear off your arm and slap you with it. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) don't do that. And then uh, before Chewbacca and C-3O could rescue Skywalker, they were ambushed by Dengar, who wanted to collect Jabba's bounty on Solo and Chewbacca. Meanwhile, Skywalker was forced to fight in the against Congo, the Dissolver, uh, seeking to bring Skywalker into imperial custody. Game Master secretly contacted a squadron of TIE pilots. Uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia Organa rescued Chewbacca and C-3PO with the help of Solo's partner in, uh, in crime, Sana Staros. And um, Dengar, by the way, is also another bounty hunter, just like Boba Fett. He is um, seen in Empire Strikes Back as in the lineup of bounty hunters that Vader hires to track down Solo. Right. That was his only appearance. I don't think he was on Jabba's Um, Barge. No, he's not on Jabba's Barge. Um, No, that was his only appearance in the original, actually in the films in general. In the films, yeah. He wasn't in the shows either. That's no. literally his only... That's his only appearance except in comics. They right. do stuff with him in comics um, with part of the Bounty Hunter series, but that's about it. Yeah, it kind of stinks. 
And then, meanwhile, uh, Creel and his TIE, pilot, uh, TIE fighter pilots inca- incapacitated Congo and arrested Gracchus. Before they could take Gracchus and Skywalker into custody, Gracchus activated an electromagnetic pulse bomb and attacked the Imperials. The EMP bomb also disabled Congo's shock collar, sending the Rogwat into a rampage. Armed with lightsabers, Solo, Leia, and Chewbacca rescued Skywalker. Together with Staros, they even escaped Narshada on the Falcon and Volta Imperial reinforcements arrived in the form of stormtroopers and arrested Gracchus. Darth Vader then questioned Creel about everything he knew about the quote-unquote boy. And obviously, a lot of the, all this info comes from the comics. Um, does obviously this obviously this doesn't happen in the films. Um, so this is part of the Star Wars comics lines. I think this is part of the, I think the Luke Skywalker specific, because uh, he ha- Luke has his own like original comics, um, storyline and everything, and how he wielded a yellow lightsaber. Did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, after Did he, he lost, uh, well, obviously. So this I would imagine I think is before Empire because Vader's asking about quote unquote boy about Luke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after Empire, when Luke loses his original lightsaber, uh, or Anakin's saber, he went and actually found a yellow saber and was using that until he built his own. Hmm. And that's only in the comics. Interesting. I wonder why they chose the Guardian saber for him. That's the yellow, right? That's Sentinel. So, and that's all legends. So, in legends, the lightsaber colors had specific classes or uh, right. classes tied to them. Blue is guardian. Yellow is that not is... a thing anymore. No. Oh God, no. What? Nope. Ugh. Granted, it is still kind of implied because, yeah. like, so obviously, like before Disney bought them, lightsaber colors didn't really have a meeting until like the games came around and gave them meeting. Um. But, like, even in, like, Clone Wars, the the animated show, it's highly implied lightsaber colors kind of show, like, a resemblance to a person's, like, quote-unquote class. Because the only time we see yellow lightsabers in Clone Wars is literally the Jedi, like, the Sentinel Guardians of the Jedi Temple. Right. That's the only That's time we see one. That's why I mixed it up. Yeah, and it up. technically, Ahsoka has, like, a lime yellow color Shoto saber. As her secondary. Yeah. Um, and then until after that, we don't get a yellow saber person till Ray. Yeah. But we don't know. Like, that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, Samuel L. Jackson literally was like, I want a purple one because I want to be different. So. Well, he, wa- he so fun fact before this is getting way off tangent. Um, <laughs> this is what we do. Uh, right. I know. Um, Selma Jackson literally is like, hey, I want to, like, how do I distinguish myself from all these people in this giant, massive lightsabers? Oh, yeah. I should have a different color. Goes to freaking uh, George Lucas, like, hey, what what, what, what would it do, what would it do to get a purple lightsaber? And it's like, well, good guys are red and, or, or uh, blue and green, bad guys are red. It's like, well, I want purple. And it's like, well, my people do that. I don't know. And then, like, next time he comes in, he's like, hey, I got something to show you. And he has a purple lightsaber, and then he kept it in the film. He's like, yeah. And he had, like, they made a cool story out of it. That's, you know. Right. It's red and blue mix. 
Right. Basically. Yeah, but that that's a, like a fan theory thing that like he's just he has a purple saber and he's also like that... the next strongest Jedi next to Yoda. Right. So there's that. Yeah, it gets taken out. Allegedly. Hey, allegedly, we allegedly. don't see we don't see a body. It's true. <laughs> we don't see a body, so <laughs> and we don't see him explode. He just fell from a great height, which we know Jedi have the ability to survive from great heights. That's true. All so, he did was get electrocuted. So yeah, and that only for a Jedi that mean, might mean nothing. We don't know. Right. Just saying. Anyway, uh, now we are on to the New Republic era. So this is the sequel trilogy. So in 5 ABY, the bounty hunter Joss Imari and the New Republic soldier John uh, Barlow traveled to Narshida as part of the mission to search for Han Solo. While on the moon, the two were ambushed by underboss Rinskar, who wanted to capture Imari uh, for the debts that she owed on boss Giti. Guti? Giti? Uh, the leader of the Black Sun. Joss managed to convince Giti to learn them to go and return the pain twice the amount of deaths that she owed. Uh, Ranskar also provided the two with the information that Solo was on the wild space world of Iru- Irudri? Irudru? Yeah. Ah, it's a planet. <laughs> the wild space world. And then decades after the Battle of Jakku, surviving Imperial remnants formed into the First Order. Narshada was the planet that the First Order officers could take shore leave on. Interesting. Because where else would you have fun, I guess? <laughs> on the dirtiest planet in the galaxy. True, true. But it's also like one of the few planets that the Republic have interest in. So, that, I mean, that would make sense, too. It's kind of like Vegas. It is. No, like, uh, so if you go and play, and I said this on, uh, talked about this on the, our last week's episode, um, go and play Star Wars The Old Republic. Narshada is literally a casino world. Like, that they have the Narshada Night Lights event uh, periodically, mm-hmm. which is literally a casino slot machine event. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's not the one for, I mean, they literally have a casino planet. Oh well, I don't know if it's a whole plan. Uh, Are you talking about the one on last? Yeah, we, oh God, I hate that. I hate that <laughs> sequence in the film. I know. I I didn't want to open up that can of worms either. Yeah. Just listen to the show. If you don't already know that, me and Austin have our opinions on the sequel trilogy. That okay. Um. But yeah. Um. I'm, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love the sarcasm in that. Uh, no, I, I like all of them. Oh, okay. You can't, well, hmm. Yeah. You, there's not a Star Wars property that I don't like. Well, maybe Resistance. I, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not disagreeing again. because the Resistance is weird. I didn't like the animation to me. Like, I did not care for the animation on that. Yeah, we're a little out of its uh, target demographic. That's also true. Um, and then last but not least, we have behind the scenes. So Narshada was the first canonically mentioned in the eighth chapter of the video game Star Wars Commander, though it was spelled correctly there. A later released campaign titled Echoes of the Force uh, spells the moon as Nar, N-A-R, apostrophe, Shada, S-H-A-D-A, when it's normally spelled N-A-R space S-H-A-D-D-A-A. So, never played it. 
And, uh, well, it's also discontinued. Um, Nar Shadda, or Star Wars Commander, was a game, it was a mobile game back in 2014 where it was, think, um, Clash of Clans, but Star Wars. Oh, oh maybe I did play that. That's essentially what it was. You get to choose. Okay. You choose a faction that you're part of the uh, rebels or the alliance or the empire, and then you have. I did uh, troops that are specific to that that you can build. I did and make your own base and all that. It was a very short-lived game because it got boring really quick. Well, just like Clash of Clans, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and surprisingly, that game still is continuing. And the thousands of versions of it on the internet. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Vikings, Game of Thrones, whatever. Right. I know. Um, anyway, um, but that's what we have on Narshada's canonical history. So, uh, like we said at the beginning of the episode, more than likely we will get more of this planet and see more of it in Outlaws, I would imagine. And who knows, we might see it more in the upcoming properties of Star Wars. I mean, we could see it in Acolyte, we could see it in... Tales of the Jedi. I mean, we, we don't still don't know anything about the Tales of the Jedi season two. Um, we heck, we could see in Bad Batch season three because that's coming out too. Good. Yeah, so fun stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited for Tales of the Jedi. Oh, oh yes, such a good show. Such a good show. And like, once you get to the last episode, it's like, oh, this is really good. And then like, it ends, and it's like, wait, that's it. Every That's single it? thing Star Wars comes out with now just makes me feel for the Sith more and hate the Jedi more. Everything that I watch now. I can't stand the Jedi. They suck. And there's a whole thing on that too, which Legends, or not Legends, but the High Republic's like novels actually clear up quite a bit on why the Jedi are the way they are um, in the prequel uh, trilogy. I'm excited for it. So, because I need some, I need some explanation because they are awful. By the time, yes, oh, absolutely, it is, all, it is all Yoda's fault. That's correct. So it is, and it isn't. Well, it, no, it actually is Yoda's fault because he actually knows about this. So side tangent here before we end the episode, uh, <laughs> and we've been doing a lot of side tangents this episode. Um, in the High Republic novels, we find out that the Jedi Temple on Coruscant was built on top of a Sith shrine that emanates the dark side of the Force. And oh. they have to uh, periodically have to go down to the shrine and contain it. Well, the reason why the Jedi Order is the way they are in the prequel trilogy is because since they're on this top of this ancient temple of the Sith, they are being clouded literally by the dark side because they're literally on top of the dark side. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of like just It's a MacGuffin kind of like kind of ex- like to hey, this is why it is in the prequel trilogy and they did it. And I say like, okay, yeah, that makes sense actually. This this actually does make sense. Just acknowledge that your rules are dumb and that it's going to lead to And, and that's also panic. true. I mean that yeah. that is blatantly obvious and they kind of like talk about that in the novels as well where that some Jedi or more oh so in the High Republic um, Jedi Order you have the core Jedi Order itself and then you also have um, I can't really remember what they're called on the top of my head but they're essentially like freelance Jedi that they go out and explore the galaxy and everything and they're not tied down to the Jedi Order themselves 
So they essentially can do whatever they want as long as they follow um, the light side, the the path of the light side. Right. But uh, but Yoda is present during the High Republic stuff because of his species living over nine hundred years old. He is he's there during this time, and so he's well aware of everything going on. But he is oh, he is a retired grandmaster. He's not an active grandmaster during this time, so he's there, but he's not there. And they're t- depending on the situation. During the end of the Republic. During the High Republic. Oh, like he he's, Man, he's a, already he's, retired. He's a retired grandmaster. Like he's not an active council member and everything. He's only there basically if someone needs advice. Like the council needs advice or something, or they're doing some grandiose cele- uh, celebration or ceremony yeah. or something like that. Wayseeker, thank you, good Joe. Yeah, uh, they're the Wayseekers, or the Jedi that go out into the galaxy and explore, and like they're not tied down to the Order. Oh, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Sure. <laughs> I played it. I don't remember right. half of it. Um, but anyway, yep, uh, that is for today's episode. I know we got t- side tangent quite a bit, but so what happens what, when you bring me on? <laughs> that, that is true. That is what happens when Steven's here. We love side tangent and wait till we do Final Fantasy, and um, then pay attention to the Twitch before and after because there's you won't even. You'll never be able to predict where we're going to go with it. Nope, not at all. So um, ended with Godzilla. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. But uh, thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.